Welcome to the Writers' Colony podcast. The Writers' Colony is a writer's residency founded by Mara Brock Akil. The Writers' Colony is a place to write, a place to belong, and a place to find your voice. I'm sitting down today with Tina Ferris. Tina, what's good? Hello, hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, great to have you on here today. Um, could you go ahead great and- to be here. Yes. Could you go ahead, introduce yourself for those who do not know who you are yet. Um, just introduce yourself. My name is Tina Ferris. I am a writer and producer. Um, in my current iteration, I am a tour manager, have been for 20 plus years with several artists we all know and love. And um, now in this portion of my life, I am looking to be a showrunner and produce for TV and film full-time. Yes. And what I love about your story and your journey is you're not afraid of pivots. Uh, and we'll get into that in a sec, but to start. It's ADHD. It's ADHD. <laughs> I can't sit still. And I don't like to do the same thing for too long. <laughs> oh, it is boring. We got to keep expanding and evolving, you know? Um, Absolutely. So, let's start from there. So like, how did you hear about the writer's colony? Um, you know, what were you doing at that time and what really attracted you to it? Well, I follow Mara and I'm trying to figure out how did we meet so many years ago, but there's a project that I've been working on and had been working on. It's 15 years in the making, um, writers out there who try to get a project up. <laughs> so it's finally been sold now, but I remember Mara um, gratiated herself to me and allowed me to come in and pitch to her team back then when she was like in the BT building on Santa Monica Boulevard. Um, yeah. And then from then on, you know, being a fan and just following her because, you know, black woman, showrunner doing things that's close to my heart. That was before I even know what, knew that showrunner was what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, and so I follow her and she has impeccable taste in um, design, etc. And I saw some, I don't know, it was a desk or something that she was making. She kept talking about her space, her space on Instagram. This is on Instagram. She's talking yeah. about her space where she needs to write and how she needs to carve it out. And I was like, oh, I need to carve it out too. So I was buying new desks and stuff based on what Mara has on her Instagram. And uh, then I saw Writer's Colony and I was like, oh, what's this? I should do that. And then I hit her up and she's like, yeah, you should do that. And then that's it. Yes. So Mara was definitely always talking about sanctuary space um, where mm -hmm. writers create a place for your practice. You know, athletes have gyms, you know, they train, but writers should take it seriously the place where they write. So, um, but, and I love how you, you, you play the long game, right? Like <laughs> this business is not, like you said, 15 years sometimes for a project. So that is huge. So you- well, It's also changed your focus, right? And it all happened when I actually changed my focus, when I said it to the universe and was really being true to it. You know, I said, oh, I'm gonna go to school. Okay, so then I started, um, I started, I applied to USC for the Peter Stark program. And, you know, once I got in school, because I need somebody to tell me what to do. I, I'm not, you know, in the sanctuary space. I need um, 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I work better with a professor in homework and deadlines in that way. Um, and so as soon as I did that, that's when, you know, the show started picking up and that's when I started seeing things like the writer's colony, things that would be benefit what I said out loud was what I wanted to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. It sounds like you lined up your actions with your into your stated intention. Um, and that's when things right. line up. Tell me more about that. Like, what was it that you, because you did, you you pivoted and, and that's brave to do after a 20 plus career or whatever. So like, what was it that, um, and we talked a little bit about like not having time to play around, right? Like what, when was it, can you talk about that process or, or um, kind of what you were doing before? I mean, probably age, age. Um, and like, how much more can I do? You know, who else can I work for? I, you know, not to sound ungrateful or to toot my own horn, but like work with Chris Rock. I work with Dave Chappelle. I, you know, unless I want to keep going and work with, I don't know, Drake or something, but it, it, it's the same hamster wheel, you know, tour managing. So how many more tour buses do I want to get on? How many more private jets? Do I, you know what I mean? I can see the world still in other ways, but I'll still be backstage, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. an office, making sure folks get from here to there. And um, it sounds like, you know, even, even, parents let go of their children at 18 (laughs) I'm still carrying the same children you know what I mean (laughs) so (laughs) like when do y'all get to go and leave I keep I keep trying to raise more children you know what I mean so um, um, (laughs) looking at the second half of my life or this third quarter whatever you want to call it um I said you know I work with young people too like Steve Lacey who always says yeah, I wanted to focus more on my A plan than my B plan. I'm like, yeah, why? I was taught, my generation was like, you better have a B plan. And so I feel like I put more, I have a hell of a B plan. It's a great B plan. It wasn't even my B plan. It was like, it just happened. Um, and, you know, then you acquire assets and money and, and things and you're dependent on that. And then it becomes your overhead that it's about, but it was never about, hey, why don't you sit still and write? And you're probably pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the pandemic happened. That was everybody's come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. so, too, for me, I started pushing the envelope, pushing my own intention more than I pushed other people's. I'm really good at pushing other people's dreams. So I, I wanted to push my own. I hear you on that for sure. Um, and I love that you took the step to come into the colony so you found out you reached out tomorrow and then how was it and I'm shy about asking for favors or asking for anything too so I can say that that's a part of my you know I'll joke it off or something but you know I just hit her up like okay let me see wow and look at that you just asked and it it literally happened so that right was the show shoot all shots and mm-hmm. having a place um, you know, a quiet place to come and just write. What did that mean for you having been, you know, you're a tour manager, like you're 
managing, I can't even imagine the amount of logistics on a daily basis or weekly basis that you manage when you're on schedule. Like having, did it impact at all any writing practices? Um, even though I know you did travel a bit sometimes while you were here, but I'm curious what your writing it practices was, were like before and after. I mean, it was, it was, it was difficult for me because I work in the daytime and people bother me in the daytime. So really saying, okay, I'm taking, just like you would do at a doctor's office or a dentist appointment, like for these two hours, you may not talk to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And having a space that's not my house where I'm not distracted was, you know, was incredible. Like it was everything. Yeah. And very necessary. Yes. So necessary that I'm like, can this be a club? <laughs> <laughs> can this be a club? <laughs> yeah. Can this be <laughs> the Soho House of Writing? <laughs> right. Uh, as of now, still invitation, but you know. Um, <laughs> and what do you love to write about? What do you love to... Are there stories that you... I mean... First off, I'll say this. I know as writers, our ideas are IP, so you definitely don't have to go into the details. But like, if you've noticed themes or certain characters that gravitate to you to, to write or to tell. Um, so far, I'm just writing what I know. I've, I've lived a long life already um, with lots of experiences. And, um, you know, some of them, it's, some of it's pretty basic. You know, like my show is about be a tour manager. My next show is about empty nesters, um, you know, friends that I know. Um, but I have a lot of characters in my life that are funny. And right now I'm trying to figure out how to not be so basic, you know? And um, <laughs> What do you mean by that? Take, I mean, four black girls who are friends, you know, all trying to find love and lot, you know, that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'd like to do like one piece of a project, like one aspect of a life and, and draw on that. And I, I'm very into historical um, events as a black person, you know, but I also want to know what it was like for another person to be in that space or Black-owned slavery. Like, I have a, I have a lot of different <laughs> random <laughs> ideas to, to yeah. do because, like, you can tell, you can talk about Queen, you know, Elizabeth or Queen Victoria in a hundred different ways. Mm. And then Black people get mad when we talk about slavery or something. You know, I hate that. That's bad. <laughs> I, I want to be able to talk about whatever experience I want to talk about. Um, and I love history. I love, I love history, no matter what it looks like, because I can find something in it that seems courageous or um, heartfelt or, you know, just human conditions. Um, and of course, I tell it from a black gaze because I'm black, but I don't have to call it that. I can, it can just be from my gaze and it'd be what it is. Mm-hmm. I love that. You can just yeah. be what it is. White people don't call their shit a white movie, you know? It's just, it's just a movie. Yes. And then the last question for you. If you could be in any writer's room of a TV show, and it could be like something that's present, or maybe it's a show from the past. If you could have chose to have been there, 
or be in one now, what show would you choose and why? I would have loved to have been in um, 30 Rocks Writer's Room. Ooh. Um, I think in the same vein, I was just saying about how you can have, it can just be a show. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a black show. Um, I like the freedom that white folks have to just write about something. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it just be funny. Yes. It can be And there it doesn't and and the way she wrote Tracy Jordan into that show, it was so natural and so hilarious, like outlandishly hilarious. You know what I mean? And he was still black and that and we knew it. Like that was fine. We didn't say, ooh, the black uh rapper guy. You know what I mean? It was just right. it was just a given. Um I thought I think that show is brilliant. It, 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 I just love that show so much. The one that I would like to do now is I like Sex Lies of College Girls. I like YA. <laughs> I like YA stuff. I think it's fun. I always have, even when I, I think about the very first book I ever wrote was about these girls camping and yes. I wish I could find that. My grandmother must have it somewhere, but. Yeah, I just like YA shit. I think it's it's a blast. Yes, it's <laughs> fun and, and imaginative. But and, and I, you can see how far we've come. You know, when your your aging isn't in vain because you're not as stupid as everybody else is. <laughs> <laughs> like I did learn something. Yay! <laughs> but I guess you can also see the arc of the character because you already lived through it. Anyway, it's fun. Mindy Kaling is Mindy Kaling is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I funny hear, stuff. I hear good things about that one. That well, Tina, we appreciate you. We're glad that you are part of our uh, alumni community, and just wishing you all the best. And thank you, waiting and and all that's to come after this. We know you're going to do big things. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being such a supportive space. It really means a lot.